You are listening to Grow a Thriving Practice podcast. This is episode 91, Sales. It's all in your mindset. My name is Jillian Faldmo, and I am the business and life coach for sound and energy medicine practitioners who want to turn their practices into aligned careers that point toward freedom, flexibility, and fulfillment. This is Grow a Thriving Practice Podcast. Hey there, you. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode on sales and marketing mindset. I hope you're having a wonderful week. And for those of you in the United States, I hope you had a great 4th of July weekend. Um, we were able to go camping on the 4th of July and got chewed up by mosquitoes, but nevertheless, it was a good time. Um, what else is new in my world? Uh, the girls, uh, my stepdaughters just got orthodontics. One got braces and the other one got spacer, a spacer. And so we've been kind of navigating that. And finally, after about a week, they're both in a little less pain. So that's always good. <laughs> I want to thank those of you who signed up for the Turn Your Social Media Followers into Paying Clients webinar. We had this webinar a couple weeks ago, and it was fantastic. If you missed it, I plan to host another one just like it in September, so definitely stay tuned. I thought I'd include a little bit of information that was in that webinar in today's episode, just to give you a little taste if you did miss it. And if you didn't miss it, a little review and reminder and maybe some more inspiration to go out there and get it. We're going to talk about today the importance of understanding the psychology of sales and how it can impact your success. Okay, so let's get into today's content on sales mindset. Understanding your sales mindset as well as your potential client's mindset is key to actually increasing your sales. If you're not getting the amount of clients you'd like, you likely have a sales mindset problem. It could be a strategy problem, but it is very, very likely that it's a mindset problem. Why? Because if you're not in an abundant mindset around how you can help and the value of what you do, then you're not likely to put it out there. And if you are putting it out there, even with a poor mindset, sales mindset, it's coming through your, in your messaging as maybe kind of salesy or graspy. Now, I know none of us want to come from that place at all, right? And that's what actually scares most practitioners and entrepreneurs about just the word sales. They think sales is salesy, sales is creepy, sales is sleazy, but it doesn't have to be that way. I promise. How do I know? Because I've been doing it for the past seven years and I've been doing it from a place of integrity and alignment. And that's created so much fun for me. When you practice sales from that place, it doesn't feel salesy or creepy or graspy. Now, I will say I'm not a perfect human and therefore not a perfect entrepreneur or perfect salesperson. And there have been times in my business where I've slipped into the poor sales mindset. And I'll tell you, it doesn't feel good. <laughs> it feels horrible. 
And what I've learned through the years is that when I get into that space, I need to take a break from marketing and sales to find my way to more abundance. Okay, so before I get into what exactly is a poor sales mindset versus an abundant mindset, because you're probably wondering, <laughs> let's just talk about what sales is exactly. And to me, it's simple. Sales is helping someone to make a decision. If you think about it, we are constantly selling and being sold to, not just with products and services, but in everyday situations. When's the last time you even sold yourself on something? Maybe it was which outfit to wear today or what to eat for dinner or whether to go to that movie or not. I like to give the example also of my stepdaughters selling my husband and I on letting them stay up a little later or <laughs> having them skip their shower. So selling in your business is helping someone to make the decision to work with you or not. And here's the thing. Most of the people you encounter, whether it's on social media or someone you meet at a networking event or even in the grocery store, they're undecided. It's actually very rare to have a first encounter with someone to tell them what you do and how you can help and then they decide immediately to start working with you. And maybe you've had a few of those, maybe you haven't, but they are very rare. The majority of the people out there, they have some doubt. Not even in you or the modality you offer, but in themselves. They're not sure it will work for them or they're confused about how it could help them. And that's where marketing comes in. Because the better you get at marketing, which is giving a bite-sized taste of what you do, the less you have to sell because you've already made it very clear and have shared enough about how it can help others that your potential clients start to think, hmm, maybe this could help me too. Now, when I ask my clients and even those of you who are on last, last week's webinar, what your thoughts are when it comes to selling, one of them was, I'm not good at it. And while that might be true, it's really not a helpful thought to focus on. I hear this kind of mindset in one of my stepdaughters sometimes. She started reading at a very early age and everyone always told her how smart she was and what a good reader she was. And she began to develop this awesome mindset of I can do anything. But where this becomes a detriment to her is when she tries something new and she's not immediately good at it. <laughs> she gets very discouraged because she realizes that she's not good at it yet. And actually, she is getting better with this. I started inviting her to uh, the gym with me to lift weights, and she's totally embraced the beginner's mind and doesn't expect herself to be good at it yet. And she's having a great time. So I invite you to embrace that same beginner's mind with sales. Sales is a skill, something we have to learn and practice over time. And like with most skills, Many of us aren't going to pick it up right away. So come with the idea of sales, thinking, I'm learning how to do this. I'm learning how to be good at this. I love what Eileen McCusick taught me when I was learning how to tune for the first time and even how to teach for the first time. She says, 
anytime you try something new, you have to be willing to look like a fool for 15 minutes. Now, I don't think that this means that you're going to hit it out of the park after 15 minutes. What I've always interpreted this to mean is that if you're willing to look like a fool and to get it wrong and risk the embarrassment and rejection for 15 minutes, then you can absolutely get through the rest. And I've always found this to be true. Sometimes the scariest thing is our own emotions. And in 15 minutes, you can show yourself what you're capable of experiencing, whatever those emotions are that are arising. Okay, so let's get into what a poor sales mindset might look like. These are the thoughts. I'm not good at this. This is too hard. No one wants this. I need the money and I don't have time. Now, one of these, I need the money, might look like it can, you know, it's like, oh yeah, well I do, it's hers. But if we're focusing on that thought of I need the money, just notice how you feel, right? You might feel some sense of pressure, right? And when you're marketing and selling from a sense of pressure, that's what comes off, right? You can feel that um, through, you know, the vibes and the ether. Even if things are just, your marketing and sales is just in text, people can pick up on that. So sometimes these thoughts are just running in the background and we aren't even completely conscious of them. And it can have a negative impact on our messaging and therefore our potential client's perception of our offer. So how do you become conscious of what you're thinking about you, your offer, and your potential clients? You do what I call a brain dump, and you just free write everything that comes to mind, not what you want to be thinking, but what's actually floating around in your brain. Get it all out on paper and examine it. Okay, so I invite you to do this, especially if you're thinking about or you know, when I mention sales or when I mention marketing, if you get that kind of like ugh feeling, you likely have a poor sales mindset. And so do that brain dump, see what you're thinking, what you're thinking is generating that feeling of ugh, okay? Examine it, understand it, question it, and then you want to redirect. Now, you know you th the thoughts are poor when you check in with how you feel, okay? So if it feels bad, consider that process of examining, understanding, and questioning, and then redirect them to thoughts like, I've got this. I would do this for free. People want this. I know I can help. I love what I do. Check in with how you feel now. When you think, I've got this. I would do this for free. People want this. I know I can help. I love what I do. Notice the change in the emotional state. These are abundant thoughts. This is an abundant mindset. The thoughts that generate a feeling of empowered, of confidence, and of being in service. 
And this kind of energy is what comes through in your messaging as well. Think about it. When you are feeling empowered, it's very easy for whoever you're communicating with to pick up on that. And they might even catch a glimpse of that themselves. And that's ultimately what we want, right? We want to be infectious and with confidence, with empowerment. We want our clients to experience those emotions as well. We want our clients to feel abundant. But if we're stuck in that scarcity or lack, it's going to be hard to get them to that abundant place. Now, one of the ways to work on these abundant sales thoughts is for you to be sold on your offer. Okay, so if you had any kind of thoughts of like, yeah, those are nice thoughts. I want to think I've got this. I want to think I would do this for free. I want to think that people would want this, but it just doesn't feel true. That's a clear indication that you're not sold yet. You're not sold on yourself. You're not sold on your service. You're not sold on the value of what you do. And if you're not sold, then selling it to others will be very difficult and not feel like it's coming from a genuine place. You'll probably feel like you're selling some sort of snake oil or something, right? That's not where you want to be coming from. You want to be coming from that clear confidence and conviction that this can help. So here's some questions for you to reflect on. Do you value what you offer? And would you pay what you are asking? And if the answer to those questions are 100% yes, then you're sold. Get out there <laughs> and go share it with others. If the answer is yeah, but no, or no, then that's a place to do some work. I was working with a client the other day who wasn't sold on her offer, so we did some coaching around it. She wasn't quite sold on the effects of her offer because she hadn't experienced them herself yet, and she hadn't had any recipients voice those transformational results. But eventually, she got to the place where she could list the benefits of having her spend an hour of undivided attention with someone, and she was able to see what she provided at the very least promoted relaxation. So just like this client, if you're on the fence about being sold on what you offer, I encourage you to write down all of the parts of the service that you're offering, the time that you spend with your clients, the energy you give them, what the tools do, and then write down the value of each of those things. How does your client benefit from each of those things. This is a very powerful exercise. I know it sounds simple, but do not underestimate it. It becomes very clear on the value that you have to offer. Okay, now we're gonna talk about the mindset of the potential buyers out there. So this is one of the things that I covered in the webinar. We, in, in our selling, in our businesses, we want to help people make a decision. And I talked about this briefly in the beginning of this episode. Um, but there are three different types of potential buyers. There are, and I'm, when I talk about potential buyers, I'm like the people that are even following you on Facebook or Instagram, the people on your email list, the people that you encounter. There's three different types of people. There's the fast decision makers. There's the slow decision makers. And then 
there are the people who are just not interested, okay? So I asked in the webinar, who do you think we want to spend the most time thinking about? And there were a mix of answers. Some people said the fast decision makers. Some people said the slow decision makers. I think that everybody was in agreement that we don't want to be paying any attention to the people who are not interested. Okay, the correct answer is the slow decision makers. We want to focus on the people who they're kind of a maybe, like they're undecided. They might have some doubts, they might have some uncertainty, but they're the ones that need the guidance to make a confident decision. Now, why don't we wanna focus on the fast decision makers? Because they're rare, right? The fast decision makers are the people who learn about you and they're like, okay, yep, I'm sold. Very, very rare. The majority of the people are these slow decision makers. Okay, sometimes, and what I've seen in my practice is it takes someone about a year from planting the seed to actually beginning to work with you. And I think that this is really important for you to hear because I see it time and time again, not just in this industry, but in other, you know, entrepreneur endeavors as well, is, you know, someone will launch their business. They're, they get the word out and then after about three months, they're disappointed that it doesn't have the traction that they want it to have. That is simply not enough time. You have to give it at least, at least a year, if not two. I've seen some businesses, actually, I, um, I, there's a lady here in town um, who does grocery delivery and she's been putting the word out there for about two years. And just this year, she is too busy. She can't even keep up with all of the demand. So give it at least a year, but even better, two years from planting the seed to continue to market and show people how you can help. If you give it that much time, you will see some traction. You will see some gain, okay? Now, let's talk about the, the skeptics, right? The reason why we don't want to focus on the skeptics, or, you know, I guess I didn't call them skeptics before, but the people who aren't interested, they have tons of doubt, they have resistance. We get into a convincing kind of a conversation with them. And that can come off in marketing too, especially if we're focusing on the, the people who don't want it in our marketing. I've seen this before. Our messaging can come off as convincing and kind of not really coming from a great place. So I'd say just place them aside. Not everybody is going to work with you and that's okay because you can't work with everybody. It's just not possible <laughs> as a human being. You cannot work with everyone. So I want you to focus on the people who are interested in what you have to offer, but they're just not sure yet and that's okay. They might have some questions. They might have some doubts. They might have some um, uncertainty, totally fine. That's where it comes. That's where your marketing comes in. What can I show someone today? What can I give them a little taste of what I can do for them? Maybe it's even just activating that fork. Maybe it's a simple breathing technique. Maybe it's even something that you've learned when working with someone else. And that could be like an inspirational message for whoever needs to hear it. All right. Um, I was working with another, um, uh, client the other day who, um, actually he's not a client, um, but I was helping him in a free consultation 
And um, he was kind of in this mindset of like, I want to help everyone. And the homework that I gave him was, I want you to focus on one person. There is one person that absolutely needs your help and they are looking for you. They want what you have to offer. You just need to show them that you're there, right? And I said, why don't you get back to me, you know, when that person comes your way? It took like three days. <laughs> I'm not even joking, which is so incredible. I'm so happy for him. Um, but all he needed to do was focus on the next person who needed his help. And he did. And he put something out there and got that one person on his schedule and they're a great match. And that's what I hope for you. And that's what I'm going to leave you with today. Thinking about that one person. How you can help that one person. And really truly believe that they are out there. That they need your help. That you can help them. Um, and put something out there just for them. And see what happens. All right, my friend. I will see you in the next episode. Are you a sound and energy medicine practitioner who wants to grow your business, but don't know where to start? Maybe you're feeling confused, overwhelmed. Maybe you're feeling self-doubt. Well, I've got the perfect resource for you and it's free. Head on over to JillianFaldmo.com to get the Harness Your Emotional Awareness to Grow Your Business Roadmap. It's a roadmap that's designed just for you to turn those emotions like confusion, fear, whatever it is that's stopping you from growing your business into emotions that will actually fuel the action to grow your business. You've got this. Head over to JillianFaldmo.com to claim it now. Thank you.